This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And welcome to the Vedic Wisdom. Thank you for being with us today. Um, as you know, if you're a regular listener to our program, that we've discussed many times the implications of karma upon our lives in that sense that we earn good or bad results to the actions we perform being good or bad in nature and these accounts accumulate life after life after life all the good activities I do in this life accumulate all the bad activities I do in this life accumulate in a separate account at the end of a particular life or a particular body those two accounts are weighed up by higher authority not by you or me Higher authority takes into account all of our actions, all of our intentions, and it's weighed up, and the next birth and the next body is established. The body, the parents, the intelligence, the education, the opportunities, the siblings, the country, the family, everything is decided by higher authority. Being an accumulation of all the karmic activities that you have performed, both good and bad, balanced, and a set of circumstances whereby all that karmic reaction you have caused by your free will can come back on you. And a benevolent hand from higher authority, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, giving you the opportunity to right yourself, giving you the opportunity to advance, and whatever level of spiritual advancement you may have come to, he gives you an additional percentage. So that you have a positive boost as you transfer from one body to the next well obviously spiritual realization is very important because the more spiritual credits you accumulate the closer you get to minimizing reducing hopefully gradually stopping the effects of good or bad karma which is karmic reaction caused by actions within nature now today I want to talk about how to actually clear your karma accounts now this is huge okay this is not a beginner's subject today this is not something superficial we're gonna dig into this a little bit today and what we're gonna look at is we recognize the eternal living entity goes through a cycle of birth and death in a variety of bodies to fulfill desires and those right desires produce right action and right karma and those bad desires or ignorant desires produce a bad result and a bad karmic reaction. So let's uh, understand then that we need to learn how to act such that there is no karma incurred. Now, all right, that's great. That means that as of tomorrow, I'm not incurring good or bad karma and gradually I will be free of it. Srila Prabhupada gives the example of a fan, a rotating fan that's unplugged. And plug it as of then, the fan is not impelled as it was before by the electric energy. It starts to slow down. And gradually it will come to rest. Well, we don't have a situation where we can literally stop the fan. There are situations where we can see to it that we are acting in spiritual consciousness, spiritual activities, and that we don't incur karma when we're in spiritual activities spiritual states of being 
Now, there's many, and I think we've covered that previously, too. But we can't actually just stop. No more karma, good or bad. No more implication in activities. Unless we get proper, full-time, uninterrupted, unself-motivated service, devotional service in transcendental activities, unless there is a method whereby we can actually stop the karma we've already incurred coming back. Now, if we look, let's call it looking back, we can see that we have had many, many, many lifetimes. If I'm an eternal living entity, there is no counting how many lifetimes I've already had. And we understand that since I'm here in the material world now, I've had to do a lot of activities during the duration of this material world. So I've had quite a few births and deaths, quite a few different bodies, material, temporary bodies. And therefore, I've incurred a significant volume of karmic reaction. So I'm not able to say just this last life. There's many lives stacked up behind. And I'm not in control as to when this karma comes back. If it's all been extinguished, if it's all been accumulated and balanced such that in this life there's nothing kind of left over or creeping around the edges. It's all purely simple. I don't see that in many instances of the karmetic evolution. Generally speaking, we're implicated by karmetic reaction from many, many lifetimes. This is confirmed in the Vedic literature as well. So what we need is we need a process whereby we can be relieved of all of that. Next, we can be engaged in transcendental devotional service, so we're not incurring more karma. Then, getting out of the material manifestation, returning back home to the spiritual world is guaranteed. So on one hand, if I engage in devotional activities, they have to be uninterrupted. I can't be falling back down. I'm going to go do something I shouldn't do. I'm going to rob a bank or, you know. We can't fall down to that material platform of desires and selfishness and illusion and intoxication, etc., etc. We can't go there. Well, there's not a lot of people who, in the environment we're in, can stay aloof from those type of activities and dismiss or shun any inclination to engage in material activities again. So that means that even if I'm engaged in transcendental activities, there is the chance that I'll pick up some contamination along the way. It won't be like an instantaneous pop, and I'm no longer in material conception of life. So the Vedic literature says that the intelligent person comes to the platform of understanding that he cannot free himself from his own karmetic reaction. That is a proper analysis by knowledge and realization. He comes to that realization, comes to that awareness, I should say. That he can't independently free himself from the accumulated karmic reaction that could be many lifetimes old. Now the Vedic literature says one must, and I've repeated this, we discussed this on separate programs, one must, that's the word used, except a bona fide spiritual master in the disciplic succession. And that if one approaches that spiritual master with humility and an intent to serve and inquires, that spiritual master will respond benevolently. And he will instruct that sincere soul and guide that sincere soul. And as one takes instructions and guidance from the spiritual master and begins reading the Vedic literature, knowledge for mankind, the student 
becomes a disciple. Now, becoming a disciple is another step in itself. How is that different from being a student? The student is studying under the spiritual master and listening to him and learning, and then he may be experimenting with it and proving it to himself and inquiring here and there further and looking and analyzing a variety of different methodologies until he becomes confident that the instructions of the spiritual master are totally beneficial for his interests. Then he wants to become a disciple. A disciple means that the spiritual master takes charge and that the spiritual master gives instructions for the highest perfection of that disciple. Not for a little bit of upliftment or education or knowledge or transmission of points of view or correction of his bad habits, no. He becomes enlightened, realized, fully conscious of his duties, activities, and he gets the empowerment and assistance that he doesn't fall back down into the material variety of activities and desires. So how does he get that change from that platform of student to disciple? And what is really going on there? What is the significant difference? So that's what I want to clarify for you today. Now the student, as I said, he's inquiring and learning and proving to himself the spiritual master has a realization and his guidance and instructions and information is valuable and beneficial to the student. And then he comes to the platform, he's willing to surrender to the spiritual master and do what the spiritual master says, even in instances when he personally doesn't understand that it's important or that it's right or that it will reap the benefit he's looking for. The spiritual master says, don't do it. Okay, I won't do it. Even though I don't understand why it's such a prohibitive. The spiritual master says, one must do this. Well, then I will do that. Even though I don't understand why the spiritual master says it's required. But as a disciple, he is willing to do what the spiritual master says. He's not questioning. He's not challenging. Now, the threshold between student and disciple is called initiation. An initiation is when the spiritual master agrees to accept the student as a disciple and guarantees to deliver him from the cycle of birth and death and return him to the spiritual world. And the student, on the other hand, agrees to follow the instructions of the spiritual master and not deviate from it. Now, the vow taken is by both. The student takes a vow to follow the instructions of the spiritual master, and the spiritual master takes a vow to deliver the student. And this agreement is done in a process of initiation. And in the initiation ceremony and process, the spiritual master imposes just four conditions. No illicit sex, no meat eating, no gambling, and no intoxication. That if you abstain from these four things, there will be no hindrance in your progress on the path to purification. And one must chant the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra a minimum amount a day, every day. And that is for the purification of one's mind and intelligence and senses and heart such that he reaps the benefit, tastes the benefit, experiences the enlightenment, fulfills his heart's desire, 
without further contamination. And the spiritual master agrees to accept and nullify all previous karma. Whatever has happened the day before and on into the past, as far as one can conceive, the slate is clean. You are no longer held down by past karmetic reactions, good or bad, that you may have performed in this or other previous lifetimes. But the stipulation to do that is you must not do these sinful activities. The spiritual master will stop all the reaction from these sinful activities before you understood they were sinful. But now that you understand they're sinful, you have to follow these principles and not participate in them. Then there is purification by the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra and the upliftment by the Maha Mantra that any contamination due to the environment is cleansed off and any bad habits that may be stirring underneath it in minor levels of contamination or sinful activities are rinsed, purified. So now the disciple, he's getting the benefit of all of this. What is he giving? He is giving his dedication. He is dedicating his life to understanding the instructions of the spiritual master and following them. Now, yeah, I understand. That's cool. No doing. And further, the spiritual master asks, please instruct this valuable science to others. Bring them to the spiritual master for purification. Bring them out of their suffering material existence, life after life after life after life. So this is a very significant set of vows. The spiritual master is accepting the karma and stopping it. The student is promising to follow these uh, principles such that he won't fall into sinful activities. And the chanting of the Maha Mantra is carried out daily to keep them from any contamination growing back on. And then the empowerment is there to spread this Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the chanting, and bring other sincere souls to the spiritual master to take advantage of his ability to cleanse the karma and liberate the living entity, guaranteeing him to go back home, back to Godhead. So if you want to clear your karma account, you have to be intelligent enough to inquire who is a bona fide spiritual master. Then you have to approach that spiritual master with sincerity and humility and render service and inquire, what is my best interest? How do I do the right thing with my life force energy? And that opens the door. The relationship then is established on these principles. The goal, the path is clear and guaranteed. The person leaves the bodily conception of life, leaves the material uh, uh, encumbrance of this material tabernacle, is freed within his heart from fear, doubt, lamentation. He's protected because he's, he, there may be all these sinful activities going on around him and there may be all sorts of karmetic reactions coming back upon the performers of the sinful activities, but he is aloof from it. He's not involved. It may be happening right next to him. 
but he's not contaminated. He's not involved. It's the concept that the, everybody on the on the plane died, but one person. <laughs> okay, irrespective of what's going on around you, it does not affect you. Just like uh, the the lotus flower is in the water, but it is not wet. There's water around it, on it, sitting on it, whatever, but it's not wet. It has a film on it that keeps it any water from actually saturating or penetrating the flower. Similarly, the person who is accepted by a bona fide spiritual master, he may be submerged in this material existence, but he's not incurring karma. His slate has been cleaned. His heart has been cleaned. He's been given a duty. He's been given service to do. He's been enlightened as to what is his best interest. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. He simply has to perform his duty with a humble attitude and sincerely give credit to his spiritual master because that's how he got free. And this is the greatest welfare work. This is the greatest benevolence one can pay to someone is to accept their karma and nullify it. Now, this is not done by everybody. This is not done by the common man. This is not done by the average disciple. This is done by the bona fide spiritual master in the disciplic line, empowered by the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna to specifically purify living entities who sincerely want to find their way back home. This is called Acharya. He is an empowered Acharya who teaches by example and has realized the path and has the potency to open the door and purify you so you are qualified to receive the highest benediction of leaving the cycle of birth and death and engaging in the devotional service of the Lord both here in the material world and in the spiritual world when one goes back home back to Godhead. He's personally serving in the association of other elevated souls who are serving. He's serving directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He has a one-to-one -one relationship. There is no confusion or lack of knowledge or understanding. He is completely happy in his service. He's giving direct beneficial service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead in one of his many forms of expansions in the spiritual world, such that all his life is full of bliss and knowledge. That is called normal condition. Everything we're experiencing here in this material world is abnormal. This is not our normal state of existence. Our real state of existence is in the spiritual world where we are purified, rendering loving devotional service to the Supreme Lord side by side with his many realized souls. Srila Prabhupada describes to us that the spiritual nature, spiritual world, spiritual nature, is three times the size of this material manifestation. Now, I don't mean just this material uh, planet or planetary system or this universe, etc. There are many, 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 many universes outside of this one. They're all in like eggs, and they're dark inside, which you've noticed, I'm sure. And there is an unlimited number of these eggs of universes that are created by the Lord. And the number of material universes is only a quarter of the spiritual creation. And just as we see this material world is congested with living entities, so too is the spiritual world congested with three times as many as this. 
and they are all purified. They are all engaged in devotional service. They are all intimate servants of the Lord. They are all the transcendental platform. They are all home where there is no anxiety, no confusion. There is no time. There is no duality. That is normal. That is our normal condition of life. And we see that among people. They want to live forever. They don't want to die. They don't want anxiety. They want to be happy. They don't want to be uh, subjected to all these uh, law, uh, laws of nature. It's inherent in all of us. Not one species wants to die. Because we are eternal. We have that eternal perspective in our root conscious perspective. So when we go back home, back to Godhead, all the normal conditions, all the blissful, intelligent, continuous eternal conditions are manifest as opposed to here in the material world where everything is temporary. There's so many shortcomings. So we see now that if you wish to stop your karmic accounts, clean the accounts. You have to approach a bona fide spiritual master, become his student, learn and understand his teachings and follow those teachings until you become convinced the spiritual master knows the path of perfection. Then you inquire and request to become the disciple of the spiritual master. And if the spiritual master, knowing your heart, accepts you as a sincere student, becoming a disciple and the vows are made witnessed by the fire witnessed by God witnessed by the devotees witnessed by the sincere witnessed by the demigods witnessed by the sun they're all witnessing the vow being taken between the disciple and the master that I will follow these rules I will chant the Maha Mantra I will spread the knowledge of this Krishna consciousness philosophy. And the spiritual master is saying, I will absorb all of your karma from previous activities. I will instruct you to the highest perfection of life. And I will deliver you back home, back to Godhead, free from the material tabernacle cycle of birth and death. This is the most amazing set of vows you can imagine. This is the path of perfection. This is how you stop and clear your karma accounts. This is how you become purified, free at heart now. No fear, no anxiety, no past. Simply in the now, in service, humbly, sincerely, with love and devotion, and a pure, uh, joyful heart. Rendering service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and re being reciprocated by love and fulfillment from the Lord Himself directly, personally. This is not being offered in any business by any government, hardly in any of the religions, because they're not focusing on love of God. They don't know the method. It isn't a matter of saying, okay, I believe you, spiritual master. Okay, I believe you, God. I'll do this. You surrender to the Lord. Through the spiritual master, he takes charge. 
You become purified in that great positive association. So this method of purification, this method of initiation is uh, an age-old method of stopping the karmic accounts from restricting you, from reaching your highest potential of love of God and going back home, back to Godhead. So take to the Vedic literature, understand that you can achieve this yourself, follow the instructions of the spiritual master in the Bhagavad Gita as it is, our spiritual master is A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. I don't mean my spiritual master. I don't mean those who read the Bhagavad Gita's spiritual master. I mean everyone in this universe who sincerely wants to come to perfection and stop the karmic accounts, stop the cycle of birth and death. The spiritual master, your spiritual master, my spiritual master is A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Srila Prabhupada is the empowered Acharya in the disciplic succession who has brought this Vedic knowledge purely to every continent, every country on the planet, such that everyone has the opportunity to take up this method and become liberated from the cycle of birth and death in one lifetime. Not sooner or later, gradually trying, trying again and again and again, in one lifetime. We simply have to take up this method of following the spiritual master, becoming his disciple, and the success is guaranteed. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.